Do you hear that creepy voice? Recording in progress. <laughs> it's creepy. Hang in somebody to be my friend. Maybe yeah, there's nothing they wrong. call you your friend, though. They're, they don't. No. Know that crosses the line. Yep. Hey, if you don't know by now, I'm Jeanette. I'm your host. Welcome to 2022. New intro, same great podcast. Hold on, we're coming at you. To an extent, you're tuning in for episode 11, Ride or Die in Therapy. So, welcome back. Ride or Die in Therapy. Um, Find someone you can be 100% with, even if you have to pay a therapist. <laughs> Hang in somebody to be my friend. Maybe yeah, there's they nothing wrong. call you your friend, though. They're, they don't no. do that. that. crosses the line. Yep. So. Which I'm good with. Right. So I think level of good. We should define ride or die. When yes. you hear when you hear the phrase ride or die, what instantly comes to your brain? For me, it was ride or die is like you're done or you quit. You know what I mean? Extreme so I, I Googled it. Oh, Extreme gosh. loyalty. I know. When in doubt, just Google it. Extreme loyalty, someone to do all life with. So the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's what that ride or die. The uh, grays, more people may understand grays. It's your, your, your person, the one you're going to let uh, help you drag the body across the floor. I think that's the reference. But yeah, so ride or die. Do you have a ride or die, Taylor? Do you ever refer to somebody as a ride or die? No. Never... What about your person? Do you have a person? Yeah, like a friend that's always been there. Always been there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I never use that phrase. Maybe I'm a little, maybe it's a little dated. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when that phrase came to be. Yeah. So the fun fact for this episode. (laughs) I was so excited. Trying to figure out where does this phrase ride or die come from? Mm -hmm. So I don't know when it came to be, but a reference we may all know is Thelma and Louise. I don't know if you've ever watched the movie, but it's Gina Davis. I think it's Gina Davis and somebody else. They portray Thelma and Louise. These two women that literally get in a car and drive and wreak havoc on the world. And spoiler, if you haven't seen it and don't want me to spoil it, cover your ears for about 30 seconds. <laughs> they get together in a car and the end of the movie is them driving off a cliff to their death. So it's the ride or die. Like we're all in. So yeah. That's the fun fact that it was, it was kind of phrased after the whole idea of like Thelma and Louise. That's morbid. Well, I mean, it's not morbid. It's like, I'm with you till the end. Like Bert and Ernie are besties, but like Thelma and Louise are like besties. They're the ride or die. I know. Do they know they're going the same place though? (laughs) Oh yeah. They're, they're both prepared for it. It's been a while since I've seen it. So I, I, I would have to watch it to remember the whole reference. Why? That's why this is called to an extent, not a I know everything. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that movie. I don't know if it's it's PG thirteen rated. It may be. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do a view. We'll have to do a viewing party. Yeah. So. Louise. Thelma and Louise. The chickens named Thelma and Louise. They ride or die together. They're besties. Okay, chickens. I can see that. Humans. <laughs> I mean that does. I mean that takes some serious commitment. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. Is ride or die? 
for me in my definition. You're sticking it out till the end. Oh yeah. I mean, he might die at my hands, but yeah. It's just thinking <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. No the other way around. I don't know. Whoever gets I to think, it first. I think I may have to cut that. I think at some point that's considered premeditated. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look up. It'll well, never happen. I don't have the guts, I don't think. <laughs> disclaimer. If Ben and or Taylor die of suspicious reasoning, the first suspect definitely is not the spouse. Just. <laughs> no. He it always is. Always is the spouse. <sighs> so, so looking at, at this, we were talking ride or die or therapy and, and therapy, not ride or die or therapy. And, I think being very intentional and, um, you know, there's actually physiological benefits of, uh, having friendships. Yeah. hundred percent. I can't believe that. Physically good for you. Looked it up. Just a couple. Just throwing them off the cuff. Extended life expectancy, uh, lower chance of heart disease. You're, you have better immune system function. So I th- that was like, oh, okay. Uh, quicker wound healing, lower blood pressure, lower BMI. Uh, typically tend to make healthier life choices, just to name a couple, which those make sense. Yeah, extended sure life. Hopefully you've got, I said the extended life expectancy, like hopefully I have that friends keeping me do, from doing stupid stuff. Yeah. Did like Thelma and Louise think, you know, our life expectancy just can't go on. Like we right. just live too long. <laughs> it's time to give somebody else a chance. I want to say, I want to say Brad Pitt was in the movie too. Oh, wow. young, young Brad Pitt. Now I'm feeling like this is a lot older movie than I remember it to be. Thelma and Louise. Really... Okay, 1991. It's got an 85% on Rotten Tomato. Fun facts. Just, you know, you just think about that fact about laughter and the endorphins and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it all makes sense. It all blends together, just like exercise. You know, faking laughing. If you fake laugh for 30 seconds, maybe it's a minute, is actually um, proven that if in around people, it can be contagious. Even if you're faking laughing, you could eventually cause real laughter just because it's contagious. Laughter is good for you. Oh, yeah. Best medicine is not a cliche. The higher immune system function, that one intrigued me. Yes. I'm healthier because I have friends. I mean, you'd think it has like a snowball effect. Overall, I mean, and that's where therapy really comes in. Overall, if you're psychologically healthy, you know, the rest of you can kind of fall into place. And that's, I mean, you can take a route of therapy into the realm that I was kind of going, which is physical therapy. And I mean, when that feels better, I mean, they all just kind of tie together. When my body feels better, my emotional health feels better, my spiritual health feels better. They all go together and they all flow. Is that the word? Yeah. I would say flow is a good word. Mind, yeah. body, soul. They're all aligned and at peace with the world. Yeah. If one derails, likely the other two are shortly behind. Yes, I would agree. And it's it's hard to keep all three aligned at the same time. So sometimes you have, have to change your focus. Yeah. Like one's kind of coming off a little. Let's pick this one up. Pat, pat the butt a little. And give it a little boost. Giddy up now. (laughs) Now, therapy. Therapy was a fun one to look up. Definition? No, more the um, benefits. 
like the health benefits, just because there's very conflicting evidence. But therapy is also very much one of those. And no, I didn't go into like the super sciencey journals because that's a lot of technical stuff that has lots of raw data and it's a lot of info. But therapy, a couple benefits of this. Healthy coping methods, not necessarily applicable to ride or die. Uh, less stress, you are able to de-stress. Uh, you're able to understand yours and others' emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, you're able to admit the hard truths. Uh, total honesty, a less judgmental zone. You get honest feedback. Uh, provides opportunities for goals and planning. And there is science-based and science-backed fundamentals going into it. Yeah, definitely oh. not entirely different than ride or die, like having having friendships, but definitely I think a lot more different. So I think you can have both. I think both is okay. I think both is good. Yeah, you'd think you'd want to, I'd think you'd want to have both, but at least in the Bible, God speaks about those friendships, you know, and Jesus had those friendships, those, they really did. They rode with him until their death. So, I mean, he, they were pretty, well, do we want to go ride or die on the death? Because they betrayed. They did betray. They were not, they were not all, all convinced when he, when he kicked the bucket, <laughs> they were like, wait, I don't know him. Who are you talking about? Jesus? Yeah, I don't know him. They turned, they turned, right? So that still counts. I mean, we give friends the benefit of the doubt. Well, not the benefit of the doubt. That's not the word I want to use. Uh, what is, it? is that classified? Would you consider them ride or die? Yeah, I, I, I mean, forgiveness, right? Or yeah. what's the word? It's a little deeper than forgiveness. Um, mercy. Yeah, maybe mercy. Yeah. I mean, I feel, they, like, I feel like that could be a whole episode in a, in a, of itself. For the apostles ride or die for Jesus. I love it. Let's do it. Yes, I think we should. Back to on-topic things. <laughs> laughter. So I exactly laughter is good. But I think um, I think making the comparison of why both can be beneficial. So for me, I don't know that I have a specific ride or die. I've got good friends. Yeah, but I think I'm pretty. I don't know that closed off is the right word. I'm protected. I have walls and stuff up. I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's learned or if that's just part of who I am. I've been burned a lot, so that could be part of it. Yeah. But I'm just typically not a very, here's everything. Not my and that's why I feel like ride or die has, like, they, ha they have to have something on you. You have to have something on them. Do you know what I mean? That's that movie. That's the whole. You, yeah. You got to have. You got to have dirt you can spill on somebody else. So if they spill it on you. Yeah. And that's normal. I mean, I like that's friendship, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's consciously it's deciding I'm not going to spill all your dirty secrets. That's a friend. That's the best thing about therapy, though. Legally, they aren't allowed to. Yes. But could they? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In, in uncertain Certainly. terms. Like, I have a patient who does blah, 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 blah. Prove I'm talking about you or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Therapy also has, it's like a dirty word. It's taboo. Yeah. See, I think, I think you're arguing on the same side I would argue on is therapy is more, and maybe that's just experience, but therapy is more my go-to. It would be my, my choice. my pick. I don't even know if it's because it's safer. Cause I feel like that's maybe where you were going. Was it's a safer yes. choice? I would Absolutely. say it's more of a, 
for me, and I mean this in the raw way that I say it, therapists literally are paid to know how to handle things. You know what I mean? So they're sharing their expertise with me and their time is valuable. I pay for their time and my time is valuable. So I'm literally just learning at like the speed of light, you know, from them and getting that absorbed where a friend could give you that and does give you that, especially with their own experiences if they have any. But therapy is just cut and dry. We get an hour or whatever it is and we get her done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not a lot of waste in there. Well, I mean, I've done therapy. Um, I did, I don't know, a dozen sessions with with one person that absolutely hated, 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 hated. I left there, which I mean, going and doing talk therapy is, it's a lot anyways, just for me, because it's, I would rather hear about somebody else. Um, But it was just draining. And that's, that's the one thing I don't enjoy, but it is nice when you do find somebody that you meld with that um, you don't have to hear about their problems. You can focus all your energy on getting crap out and getting, okay, here, here's where it's at. Here are all the details. Now what? Yeah. And yeah, they'll, they'll spitball back. Well, what do you think? I knew what to think. I wouldn't be coming to talk to you. <laughs> Why do you have to make me think? <laughs> and I think it's beneficial. It's not my favorite thing. I mean, I have a psychology degree specifically. Right because it's intriguing, but not my cup of tea. And see, I, that was one of my, my points, my thoughts too, was I've been through my share of therapists too. And we, as a married couple have seen therapists as well. So, you know, just with train of life, kind of changing therapists, there's definitely certain ones that are better suited to you and just being okay with Hey, you know, this is just really not working. I need to find somebody else, you know, and I think a therapist would understand that, but you being able to verbalize that to get your, your benefit out of what you need it for. That's definitely not the only time I've been to therapy, but it's most. Yeah. Trying to find, trying to find a therapist that, that you connect with. Um, that's hard too. And it's tiring because then you're Mm -hmm. You're saying the same stuff over and over, especially when you're starting. So, yeah, and like has the same values. Yes, I think that was the hardest part for me that I realized really was important. You think maybe you can get past it, but that's like number one. You know, it should be they have the same values as me, so they can give me the advice I I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, but on the flip side, having that friend. I think that the downside of therapy is it's once a week, once a month, once, you know, every couple, like whatever that case may be, where sometimes when you're in the middle of it, that's why I think it's it's beneficial to have some both sides because sometimes you just need to tell somebody. Yeah. 1 a.m. Yep. And the bottle is not <laughs> bottle is not therapy. <laughs> no. I mean, people may try to use it. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. Been there, done that before. It doesn't oh, yeah. work. It doesn't work. My bottle of water, yes. <laughs> yeah. Gets me through a discussion about therapy. <laughs> yes. The um idea of snacking a nap too. Sometimes you just need to sleep it off. Yeah. Or good cry. A good cry yes. is literally a hundred percent therapy. Yes. It's not it's a like substitute. But... Yeah. It's like proven too. 
Yeah, your tattoo looks really nice. I can see it like on that video now. Yeah, it looks awesome. It's mostly healed up. Yeah, I bet it looks better now that it's healed up. Yeah, my tattoo was a therapy. Yeah. Oh, well, probably not too much physical therapy. (laughs) Uh, The release of dopamine was great. I slept amazing the, the next two nights. You did. Yeah, and I I am synonymous for having terrible sleep. Like I stay up weird hours. I wake up about the same time every day anyways. But yeah, it was great. Hmm. Just like the anxiety and everything built up to it. Is yeah, that... I think maybe. I was like a kid on Christmas the night before. And like I was prepping mentally in my head what time I needed to leave. Like I didn't close out. I changed a couple times. It was great. Oh gosh. It's like the first day of school. <laughs> yes. But I didn't go buy office supplies for this one. <laughs> you just researched like crazy. Yes. Yeah. I think I think for ride or die and therapy, I think they definitely go hand in hand. Um, and I think I think tips for therapy. What what advice would you give to people about therapy? The first one, finding the right person and being okay with for lack of a better word, skipping around on therapists, you know. Because they yeah. expect that, they know that. And, you know, even if it's a matter of like the time frame that they are in the office doesn't work for you, it doesn't work. You know, that would be, that was my first obstacle, big obstacle. And then values would be the other one, you know, another look for top key thing to care about. And definitely do your research would be a good one too. Know who you're getting. Not that, this is a topic for another day just because it's on the internet doesn't make it you know accurate but you at least have some idea of what you're walking into yeah the atmosphere in a sense yeah and I think being able to know and have your own boundaries I think going into it being being open but knowing this stuff's off limits and being able to verbalize it I think yeah this podcast alone is more research would just be more research than I did before I went to my first therapy appointment. So <laughs> it's good. I mean, way better than, you know, going into a cold. Sometimes you just what you want. Sometimes just going in and starting it though, and then getting into the process. Yeah. Obviously like, it didn't fail me because that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like swimming. It's not like you research how to swim and it makes sense. Sometimes you just have to jump in the pool and figure it out. I don't know, but I'm not dropping my baby in the pool and seeing if they start. I'm just not doing, I'm not one of those. I, my siblings, so my mom put all of us in swim lessons for our safety, her safety and sanity. Probably <laughs> I, I walked off the diving board. So they let me play on it. Um, I fell into the pool. My mom instinctively wanted to dive in and the swim instructor said, wait and see what she does. I floated to the top flipped upside down and was like, okay. And like they jumped in and got me out. I did the same thing. So how old are you? I was in diapers, so I don't know. <sighs> this is a story related to me, but oh my gosh, I can only imagine how far your mom's heart fell. Yeah. Ooh, another another fun point for therapy. Admitting hard truths and being told yes. Yeah, I did like that that point. I mean, I think it even just teaches you hard truths that you may not even know about yourself. That alone is valuable. Do you hear? So I could tell somebody the hard truth. I have to work up a whole lot of courage to get to the point to tell somebody sometimes. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Do you think somebody takes it better from somebody they have to pay to hear it? Because you can only be so mad at them. Because I can hold a grudge against you if you tell me a hard truth. Where as a therapist, well, I'm paying you whatever it is an hour for you to tell me this stuff. I can still hold a grudge against my therapist. But you probably go back again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I keep going. But I'm never going to not. Like my friends, I can't think of a one that could say something like that to me that I wouldn't. That would I would just be like, forget it. I can't you've think. Ne- you've never had anybody tell you something that you're not like, forget it. But you hear it from maybe no. not even maybe it's not even a professional like therapist. Maybe it's just somebody of wiser counsel tell you the same thing. You're like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean that happens to me on a regular, probably, and I do just want to say, well, shove it, but it doesn't do you any good. <laughs> just you take it for what it is. Can you use the phrase shove it with your therapist? I feel like they would appreciate it. Yeah. And I've never needed to, but some some people don't really need that. Like um, that tough love therapist though, either. You think? I do. You think all people? No, no. I think there are some people who, who need more, um, the ability to be asked questions and internally think. And then there's people like me who are super stubborn that you're going to tell me something and I'm probably going to get a little, for my language, pissy about it. Uh-huh. And I may need to be like, okay, I'm not going to talk about that for five minutes, but then I'll come back and be like, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Cause you've already internally decided on that. That's really yeah. not why you're going to therapy. For yeah. me, I feel like that's why I'm going to therapy is to get those internal thoughts. So like I've got, I specifically remember. It was probably three years ago. I was on a trip with some friends and we were sitting and we were relaxing. I think we just got done doing a puzzle or watching TV. I don't remember what it was. And they brought up a point and it was kind of a self-reflection trip anyways. And they brought up a point and I wanted to argue and be kind of (laughs) about it. And they they said it and I was like, I need to go upstairs and put my pajamas on. So I went upstairs, put my pajamas on, stomped around a little bit. Yeah. And I came down and I'm like, okay, what does that actually look like though? This is what you're telling me, but okay, what do I need to do? That's just my personality. So I, I am one of those people. I need a little bit of the tough love. I need somebody to just, just shut up and take it, Jeanette. Take five, come back. Let's talk it out. Yeah. Put it on a t-shirt. Let's do this. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I think the, I think the less judgment zone too. I think that's super helpful. Because there's, yeah. there's some things that I don't know that I've ever told anybody. Those there are therapists, though, that I feel judged by. I never oh, I, feel well judged by my friends. Oh, I totally feel judged by friends. Therapists, no. Yeah, no, I definitely, the, the less judgment. But I think a lot of that's internal on my side. I think I was people, say, yeah, is that a personal thing? People don't have as much time to think about me as much as my brain and body try to tell me that they do. Amen. Phew. Still doesn't make it seem like preach they are. Yeah, preach it. Mm. It still feels that way though. So I'm, I think everybody has that, but I don't I don't know. I just maybe I maybe I'm naive to judgment, but but you're also you're fairly open with people more so than I am. So I think maybe. that could be part of it too. Yeah. Me, yeah. I, I I call them little nuggets. I worked with um with an executive coach that uh one of her goals, which to me, 
that professional growth had a lot of therapy aspects to it because it definitely is pushing me to do things I normally wouldn't do. Um, but definitely I would put little nuggets of myself out there. And that was my goal to like, <laughs> I've worked, I've worked with uh, a guy at the church. I've known him for, it'd be like seven years now. Do you know, he just found out that I had siblings. He thought I was the only child. I was like, oh, I guess I need to put some more personal nuggets out there. I still put stuff out there. It's ammo yeah. to use against me. I don't know. I don't know why siblings would be ammo to use against me. Exactly. I mean, there's one sibling, but I digress. And if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, Allie, you know who you are too. <laughs> you're not supposed to say names. Uh, uh, what, what Robbie always say, you can have favorites. You just can't, you just aren't allowed to say who it is. Say it out. Yeah. Okay, you aren't allowed to say it out loud. Oh, she never did either. Oh, uh, we all we all knew. Yeah, we, we all knew. Yeah. No, I I think definitely there's there's benefit for both. I'd be curious, be curious to hear from our listeners if if they're a proponent for no therapy or if anybody who got has any. I would be curious to know if anybody has any good reasonings to be anti-therapy. Yeah, I did read mm-hmm. in some of the research the ride or die. One of the things that I came across about having somebody who is that intense of a relationship or friendship is could breed toxic behavior. I'm through it till the end could mean you're sticking around through some really rotten stuff that's probably not healthy. Yeah. And maybe not being completely honest and communicative. And it's like, yeah, I don't know the words. Brewing, maybe. Like I'm going to be a ride or die and we built that relationship. And then I come and find out that like somebody's a drug addict or something like just go on with it. Yeah. Like at what point, at what can you break a ride or die friendship or yeah. like you in it for the long haul? I mean, if I, if I put it back to where I went with marriage, I mean, you're in it for the long haul, you figure it out. But I mean, God, God, Jesus, even the Bible even talks about a way to end that. I mean, a right way of biblical way to end marriage so there must be you would think oh there is it took me a second I was like wait what yeah yeah cheating but I mean is I mean like you said drugs is is that a form you know stretching it a little bit but as are most things (laughs) like ride or die the Gray's example you know that person that's going to help you like drag the body across the floor that may be a toxic relationship at that point is that Grey's Anatomy? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm a Grey's fan. I I don't like, know why. Are they referring to a like injured body that they're going to help? So I'll have to look up. I'm gonna look up this reference here because I don't know. I don't know Grey's at all, but I know that it's doctors. So I'm thinking, well, maybe that's like they're ride or die. They're gonna help people to the end together. They're gonna do life like do life together to the end. So. Um, it's a stand-in for like a soulmate. It's kind of what they're relating it to. So there's two doctors, Christina Yang and Meredith Gray. And Meredith and Christina, um, the first time it's uttered, they're sitting at Joe's bar and Christina matter-of-factly tells Meredith that she put her name down as an emergency contact for an appointment. And this is, this is what it says. The clinic has a policy. They wouldn't let me confirm my appointment unless I designated an emergency contact, someone to be there just in case and to help me home. You know, 
after. Anyways, I put your name down. That's why I told them. That's why I told you you're my person. So (laughs) you're my person. It's like, you're my emergency contact. You're that person who's going to help me home, take care of me, be there just in case. Yeah. I'm on my deathbed. Yeah. So I mean, that's where the guy comes in. Yeah. So the, yeah, the dead body, I think is later referenced. Um, when Meredith is explaining the the idea of my person, you're my person. That may be the the newer or the older version of ride or die. That's a broad spectrum. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, but I I'd, I'd be really curious to see if anybody has any any update or um, viewpoint on ride or die or therapy, one or the other. Yeah, for, or bad experiences about in therapy. I would, I would say that'd be the only reason you could really truly be anti-therapy don't you think well you can have bad experiences in life too so are you not supposed to have friends well Jeanette answer the question (laughs) well I think I think a bad experience in therapy could could definitely sway or taint your taint your um viewpoint on it but I don't think at any point somebody could argue that there's not a chance that it could be beneficial or helpful you don't think anybody zero percent yeah, because I think the people who say absolutely not maybe aren't being self-aware enough or are in denial. I think yeah. everybody could benefit from learning more about themselves or digesting some things. And maybe it's nothing super deep like you know trauma or anything. Maybe it's just uh, how do I how do I cope better trying to juggle this, this, and this? How do I become a better person or a better friend or whatever? Yeah. Something that's all therapy really boils down to. Yeah. So yeah. You gotta look at you. So there you have it. Therapy is not a dirty word. Hey, if you found this episode helpful, reach out to us at to an extent at yahoo.com or find us on Facebook and let us know. Also, if you're interested and know about something to an extent, go ahead and reach out as well. We'd love to hear from you and maybe you might get a chance to join us on the show. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week for To an Extent.